a doctor in the house. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. Yes, it's time. It's Monday. Happy Advanced Medicine Monday. Dr. Batar, thanks for being here. I miss you every week when we've got all that time in between waiting for you to come back on. Oh, Robert, you call me all the time, so the truth <laughs> is that we talk all the time anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I don't harass you like Ty does. Or no, That's you true. harass Ty. I don't know which way that goes. You guys claim it both ways. Yeah, you know, Ty is just, he's like one of those people that you just love and hate at the same time you know what I mean? <laughs> the love-hate relationship no no we love you and ty so now, of course, if he was on the radio right now i would say it's a hate-hate relationship of course yes when you're out front in that that way but uh the, yeah the love continues here now lots of advanced medicine topics today uh from the human genome project uh to issues of vaccination and autism uh, we talked a little bit off the air before we started uh, about the uh, the ugly reveal of what it is indeed, not only to have a child so vaccine damaged, but to realize that the medical profession that contributed to the demise and the damage is completely ill-equipped to handle what happens next to the point where it drives now families into suicides and homicides. This is a horrific new evolution or elevation of this disaster. Yeah, it really is. And when you brought this up to me today, I was surprised before the show when we started talking about this because one of my patients gave me a totally different article on a different case where the mom just couldn't take it anymore and the mom was going to kill herself and her child. It was in People magazine, a very reputable source of uh, journalistic information, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a gossip mag, but occasionally they have some interesting stories that are worth uh, reading. This one you've brought up to my attention I wasn't aware of. Uh, what can you tell me about that story? The little bit that I know, and again, I didn't have a chance to read the whole thing, but basically the suicide, it was, a, it was supposed to be, the mom was going to kill herself and her daughter, and they discovered that it was basically carbon monoxide poisoning is what the attempt was. The authorities found out before they died they were able to recover them, Surprisingly, the thought that there would be some you know, some some type of brain damage because of a period of anoxia that the person had gone through, and uh, the mom is now in jail. And I don't know what's happening with the disposition of the girl. Is the father is supporting the mother mm-hmm. as obviously he should, because it wasn't that she was trying to hurt her child. She just had no resources left, and she was at that point of desperation that she was trying to take her own life mm-hmm. and her child's life. Almost like, you know, in certain ancient traditions, they would talk about the transition into the next realm right and and they would the they would take the servant with them or the, you know what i mean yeah oh no i do and, and you know it's not as simple as, as uh you know we asked this question with dr wakefield who killed alex Sportalakis? this is the case of the teenager that was uh killed by the mother and the aunt and they tried to commit suicide they didn't but of course now they're going to be charged with murder and you know when you ask the question who killed alex Sportalakis?" you say well of course it's the mother and the aunt but it's a it's a much more complex situation like this that you're dealing with a, a, a series of situations that that cascade one over another over another to the point of absolute desperation the worst case scenario where a parent would always defend the life of their child but now suddenly they're they're left with no other option at least in their own mind maybe in reality that we have to leave this place it, it, we can't continue it's a sad story 
but like you said, it's not just a story. It's how many other people are in the same scenario? How many other stories are we not hearing about? I mean, you hear this story, I hear a separate story on the same Mm-hmm. two-week period, and so how many other, you know, it's like a cockroach. You see one, how many are behind the wall? Right, and I think this is the, this is what we're faced with now, is an elevation of the, the most horrific of realities with the vaccine damage scenario called autism, as we know. Uh, we've talked about it, you've talked about it in terms of the encephalopathy, the, the, the mercury toxicity, and all of these things, but that the, the very medical uh, community that was trusted to protect the health of children, much less anybody else, caused this scenario and now is fighting desperately to keep it under wraps and when people come in in desperate straits what do they do they give psychiatric drugs they restrain them they kick them out because there's no insurance coverage at this point and and you're leaving these people and i predict and i don't like this prediction but we're going to hear and see many more families reach this point of desperation where suicide homicide scenarios are occurring yeah, and it's, that's one extreme. And then the other aspect, Robert, which we've talked about before, is the incidence of cancer, the incidence of heart disease in the younger patient population, which is going to be this population that has the autism, the damage that's been done to these kids, obviously from the vaccines. But it puts in the toxicity into their systems at a very critical phase of development. And then the incidence of autism is no longer really the issue that we need to be worrying about as they get older. It's actually the cancer and the heart disease that you will see in the younger patient population. And we're seeing this right now. It's not just the autistic patient population is what I'm saying. Right. It's everybody that's getting the vaccines. We're seeing an incidence of cancer, stage four cancer, for example, lung cancer. I had a patient, 24-year-old with lung cancer who's never smoked. And another one, we had a 28-year-old with adrenal carcinoma, stage four. I mean, you don't see that. That's the youngest patient population. That's the healthiest patient population. You don't see stage four cancer in that patient population. Yet I'm seeing it, and the incidence of heart disease is the same thing. Why is this all happening? It's because of all the DNA addicts and all the other you know, crap, essentially, that we're putting in, all the various metals and uh, the preservatives and the various DNA from different species. It's all coming into the system and causing this gross anomaly to occur which then manifests itself as either cardiovascular disease or cancer which together represent eight out of ten deaths on this planet including homicide suicide trauma you know all natural disasters wars everything put together all disease processes put together eight out of ten people that are dying are dying from either heart disease or cancer so when we start seeing this younger patient populations the mice increasing from those two ideological components and we can associate those directly back to the vaccines now you've got the homicide suicide aspect you're talking about as these kids get older and, and the system is not set up to support them and then the system is also not set up to support our aging population leave alone the younger patient population from having to suffer from these same kind of conditions heart disease and cancer yeah and when you look at these realities they're certainly not covered except as anomalies in the old media it's like wow look at that horrific story people magazine covers or a news story in chicago about the death of a teenage uh, boy with uh, the autism uh, scenario uh, Alex Sportalakis. Yet, as you said, just like that, if you see one roach, you know there's a lot more behind the walls, which means that this is going to become more of a mainstay of the new normal, so to speak. And again, we come back to the reason, one of the biggest reasons you wrote among many, the nine steps to keep the doctor away, is the sad irony is that modern allopathic doctoring has created or facilitated, at the very least, much of the disaster we're seeing. Yeah, and the the reason for this disaster to continue is because of the hierarchy failing to admit its own mistake. It's 
almost to the point of embarrassment now. In fact, it's more than embarrassment. It's it's recognizing how obsolete they are. And they apparently, from discussions among some of my colleagues, Boyd Haley and I talked about this. In fact, Boyd was interviewed about this once. And they, they he was asked a question, well, why would the authorities keep this hidden? I mean, what would be their incentive for doing so? And he said, the, the question was, why would they be... Why would they be so hateful or what would be their motive? And he said, it's not their motive. It's, it's an embarrassment now. They can't admit the truth, so they have to perpetuate the lie because that's their only salvation. That's the only way they can exit this because they cannot admit that for the last 30, 40 years, they have failed miserably. And it's, it's, it's a source of embarrassment that they can't admit to because if they admit to it, then the entire house of cards falls around them. Mm. Well, the so, uh, humanity or the lack of it uh, exhibited in this is like we need to protect our egos from this embarrassment over the health and lives of these children and, let's say, our elders who have been damaged by the wrongs that we have done based on you know all that you acknowledge within the allopathic community. And, and, and many of them indeed know, and on some level they know their only uh, defense is to stifle questioning, stifle and control much of what the media has limited to get out there, which is, again, what, what's changing now, not only with this show, what we do, what Natural News is doing and others, but the fact that, you know, I mentioned to you as well that uh, Carol Alt has a show on Fox News, and she's revealing a little bit at a time in the midst of the cacophony of the, you know, uh, standard uh, uh, of allopathic medicine care and it shall not be questioned. Well, Robert, that's the thing. When we start thinking about the how this entire onion is being peeled, you know, the biggest frustration is when people call many of these components, not just autism or cancer or any of these things we've talked about, when they call it controversial, because there is no controversy. The mere questioning or making or labeling something as controversial does not change the facts. The facts are what they are. It doesn't change the truth. But what is the most concerning is that what you just said the ego aspect, it's not, I don't even think it's the ego aspect that makes these, the, the opposite side, if you will, yes, go the way they go or the, move in the direction that they're moving in. I don't believe that it's ego anymore. I, the people have said it's power, it's money, it's you know ego, as you said. But this is where we come down to, when we've, doc, we've talked about this before, pure evil. There's a certain component because if it's power, they've already got the power. If it's money, they've already got the money. If it's population control, they're already, you know, somewhat at a, at a point they're trying to achieve that. Uh, they, they're achieving it. Uh, even when you've got Bill Gates and people like that that are very influential, very powerful, that publicly make these statements on record, it's almost like, wait a second, what's going on? Some people have, some people have said such absurd things that you, you think about it and you go, that, that's, that couldn't have been true, but that's a, you've got it on video. You can see what the person said. So my point is that at a certain instance, you have to now realize that this has nothing to do with power, money, ego, this, that, the other. It's pure evil. Well, there is with somebody, that, something that's, that's Dr. Vitar, we need to take our first break. And there you go, the candid conversation that occurs here each week on Advanced Medicine Monday on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Check out Dr. Vitar. We've got the links up in the show notes. We'll get you that if you ever miss a program, medicalrewind.com. We will be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. 
It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Well, as usual, uh, Dr. Batar not pulling any punches here when he's calling uh, what the status is of uh, a medical community that would, uh, let's say, rally around suppression of information, rally around the uh, perpetrators of a holocaust on the people of the world, planet Earth, particularly the kids in the guise of these vaccines. And we talk about the ability to come forward now and admit wrongdoing and move on. It's not happening by and large. They're still trying to suppress it. Yet the cracks in the the suppression armor are showing as evidenced by certain things happening out there in the mainstream media, much less, of course, what we continue to do, the growth of this show, the growth of what you're doing, Dr. Batar, as well as on Natural News. And so I'm encouraged at the same time, we got to walk through some real ugly to get there. Yeah, we do have to uh, walk through some ugly, as you state. But then the good thing is you're seeing so much evidence, too, now on the opposite side of people becoming aware, people not standing for this anymore, just toleration of this movement towards more darkness is not being accepted. The masses are waking up, and mainstream media, even parts of mainstream media now that you told me about with this lady that's doing the Fox TV show, Mm -hmm. more and more has happened, Robert. The the success of the Robert Scott Bell show, it's, it's just heartwarming. And I think the reason that we're seeing all this, again, is... It's not what we think it is. It's far bigger, far greater than any one of us singly and more powerful than any one single patient population group like autism or cancer. It's, it's everything. It's a global society. And more and more is happening now because it's so critical to the future of mankind. And it is, as I have said many times before, an extremely exciting time to be alive and to be involved with making the shift to change the paradigm that we are now witnessing will be historically remembered three five hundred years a thousand years from now yeah i mean we're living in in the midst of that kind of historical shift and it's hard to see it sometimes when we're in the midst of it. it's hard to also sometimes see that uh we are indeed winning and, uh, and i would acknowledge that we are based on the fact that uh, they've resorted to attacking the moms and the dads who are witnessing this holocaust firsthand and it will not be easy for them to say for instance, in a case like who killed Alex Sportalakis, that it is just as simple as saying, well, it's the person who perpetrated the crime. But the crime that begot the crime is something that is going to have to be acknowledged so that we see how uh, this happened. And, of course, you know, that's the kind of thing using the media, the video footage, the analysis of what happened, that it can't be denied any longer. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Robert. And I think part of that's going to come into the picture when we start talking about the story that you sent me earlier on about how the vaccine industry has been masking and hiding some of the facts. Yes. And when this type of information is exposed, that when they're actually doing the safety studies, they're actually comparing garbage with garbage. So they're actually testing the safety by looking at other garbage and saying, well, our garbage really is about the same, maybe a little bit better than the past garbage. They're not really... <laughs> Comparing it to placebos, to to healthy people. Yeah, you're not exaggerating at all. There's a story that was put out by our friend Jeffrey Ofterheide on VacTruth.com, and it relates that, in fact, you know, the claims of safety are not done according to the so-called gold standard of uh, placebo-controlled studies. In fact, as you said, they're testing one vaccine against another or one vaccine against three so, you know, let, let's throw three vaccines at it and we'll say, hey, our one vaccine seems to be uh, the less adverse events. Well, duh, you put one instead of three. But where's the test against the placebo, the thing that is n- truly non-toxic? And this goes back to that Denmark study that we talked about before where they showed that when they took out thimerosal, 
the incidence of autism actually went up. Well, the truth is that the patient population that we're comparing, the reason that the data looked like that the incidence of autism went up as it took the thimerosal out was because the patient population that they were looking at completely was changed. They were looking originally at the people that had a diagnosis of autism, and later on when they took the look at the group where the autism increased after they took out the thimerosal, they were only looking at patients that were actually institutionalized because of their autism. So the data that they were looking at first was a huge number of people, and then what they looked at was a very small, concentrated group of people that were institutionalized. So, of course, the numbers were going to go straight up because every one of these people had severe autism, so it went to almost like a 100% increase in the patient population that had thimerosal taken out of their vaccines, but they were already damaged. I mean, it was just, there was one on top of another on top of another misappropriate method of doing the analysis. They they weren't even comparing apples to no, another fruit. All. They were looking at apples to wheelbarrows. Yeah, and of course, and the CDC is funding international criminals to conduct these studies as evidenced by the Thorson guy that is still on the most wanted list, the CIA, NSA, FBI. They can't find him. Isn't that bizarre? Well, and he we, was the one who, who did the study, right? Exactly. When we come back, we're going to go more into this. Plus, the human genome. What is that all about? They got that wrong, too? Stand by. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Once again, if you miss any week that we do together here, Dr. Rancho Batar and I, Robert Scott Bell, uh, you can always go to medicalrewind.com. We have that linked up in the show notes, also linked to the international best-selling book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, and lots of awesome videos, and uh, you want to know your options, we've got that linked up as well. Uh, Dr. Batar, big questions here on tap today, and we're, we're covering them pretty directly, as we always do. A great piece by Mike Adams on the big lie of genetics being exposed, how the human DNA is incapable of storing the complete blueprint of the human form. What do you make of this? I think that Mike, is, uh, has he gone off the deep end? Well, Mike always goes off the deep end, but it's always a deep end that's a, a good deep end to go off of. Uh, <laughs> the one we enjoy. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, if you think about it, if everybody else is saying that the world the world is flat and you yeah. go off the deep end, you're actually not going off the deep end. You're just going around the circumference of the globe. But to everybody else that's living in that world is flat, world is flat theory, mm-hmm. it is going off the deep end. But this is really fascinating. And um, just after reviewing this very, very quickly... I'm amazed by this uh, Rupert Sheldrake. I'm actually going to get his books and watch this video. Apparently, Robert, I don't know whether you knew this, but he was not. He was banned from the TED Talks yes, video he, series. He, he was one of those guys. They said, "Uh, uh-uh, he's he's talking uh, frou frou consciousness. We can't have any of that. This is hardcore science," which is, of course, materialistic reductionism, which we've seen fails in explaining so much about life itself. Absolutely. I mean, some of these questions for faith believers in materialistic genetics, I mean, just these seven questions that he poses at the end of the article, I mean, I don't know whether this is, I don't know whether this should actually increase consciousness or it should be used for comedy because it is so real that it's, you have to laugh at it because there's such practical questions. Mm-hmm. You know, how does a blood cell know to make itself into a blood cell and not a skin cell? Um, that's a that's another question that Mike I don't know whether Mike poses or Sheldrick poses this, but I really like these last couple. 
where is the genetic code for love, compassion, and cooperation without which human civilization would have never survived? Because obviously that's not something that is in the genetic code, supposedly, or at least hasn't, I'll just put it in quotes, hasn't been discovered yet. Well, um, and of course part of the article, a big part of the article, uh, basically states the fact that there's just not enough, there are not enough genes to store the information that would necessarily have to be stored in order to to, to, to develop all these things this way. That means there has to be a non-material explanation because they, they've mapped the genetic code and they said, well, that's all there is. Right, exactly. And that's a very, very important part. In fact, if you think about it, the amount of nutrients in a bean sprout, in, in a seed of a, a in a what do you call it, Robert, the bean sprouts? I guess you call it a seed for a bean sprout? Is, yeah. that, is that the appropriate term, the seed for the bean sprout? Mm-hmm. If you look at the nutrient value of the seed of a bean sprout and then you plant it and then you measure the nutrient value in the sprout when all of a sudden it blooms or, or sprouts. and sprouts, yes. With, within just a couple of days, sometimes just a couple of hours, the nutrient value is something like 9,000% higher than it was in the bean. Now, some people would say, well, it comes from the soil, but when you measure the content of the soil, there wasn't enough in the soil. So where does all this nutrient value come from? You know, it, it just explodes, and, and all of a sudden, where did it come from? Well, we can't explain where it came from. Some people would try to explain it through photosynthesis. Some people would try to explain it through whatever. But the point is, we don't know. And so when we start talking about the storage capacity of the human genome and that it suf- doesn't sufficiently have enough room to it, think of it as a hard drive, just doesn't have enough room to describe the entire human form as you just you know mentioned, that's a huge thing. But I love this thing about the love, compassion, cooperation. Where did that come from? And then <laughs> this is what made me laugh. If human consciousness is an illusion, as materialists claim, then it can have no impact on human behavior, which is purely mechanistic, they insist. So then why did the illusion of consciousness evolve in human beings if it serves no purpose? Because this contradicts one of the more fundamental tenets of natural selection. And then the last one, are you yourself purely a mechanistic biological robot suffering under the illusion of consciousness? Because that's basically what they're, that they're stating. And if so, then why should we listen to anything you have to say in the first place? I mean, I'm just leaving this and, and dying this of is, laughter this because is really it's, funny. So, it's so funny and it's true. I mean, the truth in it is what makes it so funny. Well, Dr. Batar, what, what do you perceive is the fear of these materialists in, in acknowledging the fact that much of the source for life itself is non-material or perhaps all ultimately of the source of life it comes from a non-material reality? I think it's the same as for everyone who has so deeply entrenched in the current paradigm that when new thought evolves and new things are recognized, they will lose power, they will lose authority, they will have a violent shift to their own ego, which they can't handle. And so they're enveloped and entrenched in the current thought process because they're totally vested in it. They haven't vested themselves in evolution and advancement. They've vested themselves in something archaic. And it's a fear, as with all fears, you know, it's a false evidence appearing real. So it's a fear that they have that they're going to lose control. I think that, you know, this is a fundamental question, too, that you're asking. What distinguishes us from them? Hmm. Well, maybe that would be the right question. And no, that's some good. I like say, the way you said it. What distinguishes us from them? Why is there such hostility uh, you know, with those that are so, uh, material reductionist and those who have a perception of life that far exceeds uh, the, I guess you'd call it a physiological DNA grasp. Yeah, and I think the reason, Robert, uh, the only thing that I can 
pinpoint in my own mind, and again, this is just my opinion, but the only thing I can pinpoint that would really distinguish them from us is that we want the planet to be a better place for our children, whereas they are only living for right now. They're not thinking about the consequences beyond their nose. Well, it sounds it sounds to me like a, a, a spiritually immature state. You know, that there's a phase of, of childhood where it's all about the immediacy of getting my needs fulfilled that they may have never gone beyond. Right, and I, I do want to mention here: this is not about living in now versus living in the future, living in the past. Because you know, to really enjoy life and to truly, really get fulfillment out of life, you do need to live in the now. But you also have to understand that there are consequences for your actions today. That if you don't pay attention to you will have to pay the piper in the future mm. it's like going to a bank and getting a cash advance you're gonna to have to pay that interest plus the principal later on so you need to be aware of it if you don't exercise today you're going to have shortness of breath and chest pain and and a more miserable life later on if you smoke today you're going to end up having to pay the consequences of lower respiratory reserve capacity and more toxicity that you've ingested and inhaled into your system. If you don't do the right things today, you're going to have to pay a consequence in the future. And I believe that these are the same type of people. You know, Part of it, I can't even fathom, Robert, because they, they obviously have kids themselves. They obviously have a future themselves. So why wouldn't they look at it? Either they're just not, either they're so um, detached from reality or they know something that we just haven't gotten to, with, which they think they will protect themselves. You know, when you start looking at history and you start looking at some of the things like for the uh, health care component that the Queen of England and the royal family has gotten for years. They have been using homeopathy for hundreds of years, or you know, since the inception of homeopathy. Right. They've been getting, the Queen of England has apparently been getting chelation for 40, 50 years. I mean, so they are, they are actually partaking in and utilizing many of the tools that we, meaning us, utilize on an everyday basis, but the masses are told that these are non-viable tools. These are things that are not scientifically based. It's quackery. It's this, it's that. It's minimalized and reduced to being nothing so that the masses don't go towards it, but they utilize it themselves. Now, I'm not trying to say the Queen of England is part of this. You know, I don't know who it is, and I don't really care to know. I don't even want to put any energy into thinking about who these people are. My point is, the truth is in front of us all, and it behooves us to start using our own minds, our own intellectual power and and if we have any integrity if we're integrous then we can go in and start looking at this information and reach our own decision unfortunately most people life gets in the way they're too busy making their mortgage payment too busy going to work too busy dealing with this that you know baseball games and and weekends to go out and watch the football game that they don't bother looking at the reality but that's what i would think that more and more of those people now are waking up they're listening to the robert scott bell show they're they're going on the internet and actually not trusting just what they're told and what they're being preached to and for that I'm very grateful and I'm very very grateful that I'm alive at this time in history so that we can we can make a difference ourselves yeah there is a crumbling of the status quo that is occurring and of course the uh, violent opposition phase of it, it you know you phase in and out of these aspects and we're, we're in a lot of that it makes it uh, a time to be very alert and also cautious at the same time be very bold and outspoken when appropriate, and you can determine that by listening within to that uh, non-material source of all sources that they claim, these scientists, dunderheads claim, does not exist. Yeah, and I think that in time, a lot of this 
rhetoric that's out there, it becomes, it's just almost like Offit, you know, or some of these people that talk about the vaccines, how, how good they are, and how dangerous vitamins are, and how dangerous uh, an herb can be, or homeopathy is, or whatever the case is. Their own rhetoric, just they just drown themselves out because it's not based on, it, it, the person that's listening, the truth will resonate to them. And people have that, what I call the BS meter. Mm-hmm. And that BS meter is very sensitive for almost every human being. We just have to open it up, open up our hearts, and we can feel that BS meter going off or not. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking to people, when you're, when you're discussing something, I have to tell, remind people that don't believe it just because I'm saying it. Go in and do your own research in your own heart, in your own mind, on the Internet. Do whatever you need to. Just because anybody says it, don't believe it. You have to have your own BS meter out there. And, Robert, people's BS meters are opening up, you know, millions at a, millions per day, I think, because that's the reason that more and more of the universal consciousness is shifting. And you can feel it. I mean, it's almost palpable. You can feel it. Oh, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, I come back to the childlike thing. There's that, 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 the two sides of being the child. The child has that childlike innocence and that trust and that faith that is beaten out of him or her as life teaches them in certain ways or certain directions. These are all our individual journeys. Uh, but the consciousness or the lack thereof in a lot of these adults are behaving in the worst sense of a child. That is, the I want it now, consequences be damned, the concept of that they could live without consequences. And on that level, they must be convinced that there are no consequences for their action or they might opt to live a little differently. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's one of those things that as a child that is a unruly child that doesn't have any discipline, they will end up facing consequences sooner or later in life. And that's not to say that we don't want to have the wonderment and the innocence of that child, because I think that's one reason on our side there is more happiness, even though there's more difficulties that we have to deal with. Yeah, but the happiness has got to come up after this break because we got to take one right now. Advanced Medicine Monday continues here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We'll wrap it up. Where's Dr. Batar going to be? We'll tell you next. Live around the world, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Always comes down to that question of happiness. How is it possible, Dr. Batar, is the brutality that you have seen with these children that have been so damaged, uh, you know, the things we know and are aware of, consciously aware of, some of the, the things that are pretty ugly on this planet, and it's not like those listening to us haven't seen it in their, in their own lives, perhaps, or in others, but how do we have a, a happy continence despite it all, where these people on the other side of the equation seem to be miserable unless we're brought down to their level. We, you know, we grant them the freedom to be miserable. Come on. Well, I think that's a great question, Robert. I don't know really how to answer it except that I have come to a realization in my life that for me to truly appreciate how good my life is, I would not really have the experience of how sweet life is if had I not experience some of the bitterness right and so you have to have experienced the darkness to appreciate the light and the more darkness i have seen and witnessed and been exposed to and have to endure the more beautiful life becomes and so for that i'm appreciative and 
I think each one of us, as we come to that realization, life becomes sweeter. My story I've told over the years as well, and it, you know, when people say, how come, you, how come you eat clean food and organic food? all?" Well, I've been doing it since like the early 1990s because I suffered so much when I didn't, and I didn't know, and I learned. I think what would be more impressive is someone that just kind of would listen or, let's say, read the nine steps to keep the doctor away, and maybe they don't have any ailments now, and they go, dude, I, I need to live that way before there's a problem. Now, that's real wisdom. That is truly wisdom, Robert, and I have been so appreciative because I have gotten messages like that from people. Either they've been doing many of these things and it gave them a organized way of looking at it and they've been able to up their game or some people saying that, you know, I wasn't aware of any of this stuff, but I've heard it, but it wasn't presented this way and now I'm going to start doing it. That's really the, the biggest a feather in my cap that I can tell you that mm-hmm. I feel like I've really accomplished something when I have a person that hasn't been doing these things and starts doing them and doesn't have a reason to do them right now, doesn't, doesn't suffering from anything right now, but it's doing it because they don't want to have to deal with that issue later on. And so that's really what the, the book is designed for. But that doesn't mean that people that are suffering aren't going to benefit from it. They will definitely benefit from it, and they will see the benefit in the, within 30 to 60 days of implementing those steps. Yeah, absolutely. Beautifully said. And that's, uh, you know, that's the kind of paying it forward, like we talked about earlier, where whereas you can live for today and live in the now, there's a spiritual concept and appropriateness. But when you do so without ex- uh, understanding or, or acknowledging or even concerning yourself with any consequences for your actions, that's an immature state. And it will come back to bite you, even though they might have the perception that they can get away with it because they're royal lizards blood or something strange like that i don't know but but i want to know dr Batar, you've got some upcoming events and we've got listeners all over the country all over the world uh anything that uh, our listeners can attend to come see you uh, i think standard enzyme there's a conference in atlanta coming up on the 8th of november i'll be in dallas on the 9th of november at a conference lecturing there and then i'll be in europe uh the middle of november in in uh venice and milan and uh, then i'll be in vancouver the second week of December at a conference there. So there, there'll be a number of different places if anybody wants to come in. I think, Robert, you might be at 102 of those too, right? I mean, I know you've got lectures coming up in different places too. Yeah, I'm hoping. Whether, I, I, yeah, I'm working on my schedule as well, and I'll, and I'll let you know. Uh, we both will, of course. And, and, you know, we have the Advanced Medicine calendar. I mean, are there, is there another easy calendar of access to you for those that want to come see you wherever you're going? Actually, I will have my IT person put something up on our website at drbatar.com so that okay. there will be a listing of when the next events are so people can do that because we used to do that and we hadn't done that for a couple of years but we will put that back up and of course uh, those of you who are not familiar if this is new to you dr rasha batar has been through a lot and you can read about it in the book i keep referencing the nine steps to keep the doctor away uh, but there are folks that come from all over the world to see him to get help for a lot of things. And you go to Dr. Batar, D-R-B-U-T-T-A-R dot com. You can always uh, leave a message uh, off the air even, and we'll answer that message on the air if you'd like at 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. Or just uh, pop some questions into the website there, and we will reference those ailments or illnesses that we want to help you overcome. Uh, coming back to the, I think you mentioned, we, we really only have a, less than a minute to go here, but the kind of detox that we need to go through, you really work toward pushing the envelope into how to understand detox and detox principles. Which chapter in particular do we want, them to, want to have them read on the detox? Before the, we get into the nine steps, there's an overview section, and we talk about the seven toxicities, and that would be the best place to get more information. And then, of course, the facts on 
There's a website called factsontoxicity.com where there's a lot of videos that are free and people can get more information there as well. Perfect. Well, we have it linked up in the show notes. Dr. Vitar, thanks again. You kick off the week in advanced medicine style, and we appreciate you so very much. And we're left with just one reminder for each and every one of you, and you know it. The power to heal is yours. Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott Bell Show.